0: Hey, and we're live. What's good, Facebook family? Ironically, I had the church, the faith talk yesterday, and I had the Dewey and the hoodie on. I'm talking football, and I got a polo on. You never know what you're going to get. Um, Man, again, oh, what's good? First person tuning in. But uh, again, in the future, we want to do this interview style. one want another coach who I respect, who has a great football mind. And we just go and talk and have a great conversation. But we just going for it now so first week trial y'all getting me so hey everybody um this isn't gonna be too long it's just gonna be a little couple questions interview style that i would ask someone else but it's gonna be me for now but uh hopefully hopefully everybody's monday was decent had an all right weekend mine was too short but uh you know it is what it is can't complain all you can do is man handle your business you know what i mean So anyway, the first question we have for today is how did you start playing or coaching football? And for me, I started in fourth grade and I just asked my parents and they were cool with it. Um, I really didn't play sports like that when I was younger. I was a chubby kid, believe it or not. Um, I didn't start playing baseball till third, then tried football in fourth. And I was all right, but again, chubby. I was just playing football for fun I didn't take it that serious it wasn't until around sixth grade I started like oh I can really start working hard at this and get kind of good and man I started losing weight and look more like the person you know now just in you know younger version thank you for the loves and um I started coaching football I actually was thinking about coaching football since I was in high school even when i was playing i was like coaching just seems like the coolest thing ever i always thought of plays and schemes and wondered why stuff happened so i always kind of knew i wanted to coach when i was playing football actively and then from there once i got my concussion i was done playing but once i was done playing i was not thinking about coaching like i hated football straight up i that was the first time in my life i had felt not Feeling my body my brain not fully working like I was a vegetable and it was the weirdest most I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody and Ironically as terrible as it was and as much as I curse football and swear I would never have anything to do it again and my children never would for whatever reason It was just in my heart. Oh, what's good Chris? It was just in my heart and I had to keep Playing I never played again. I had to stay around football Not even immediately I transferred schools, but I was at my next school It was just tugging on my heart when football season came around. I was like, I can't not be around football Like it just didn't feel right. It was just my soul That's the only way I can explain it was just so intrinsically to gravitating towards it So anyway, that was how I transitioned to coaching and I just talked to the head coach at my college like hey, I'd love to be an intern and he let me be the video recording guy. And that was actually how I got my start at coaching. So that was decent. By the way, Chris you in, people might come later. If there are any questions, go ahead and answer them about playing, about schematics, about whatever you're interested in football later in the episode, I'm gonna try to answer a couple. But uh, yeah, that was how I got my start playing and coaching football, setbacks that I experienced. Ooh. Those are interesting. So actually, my junior year of high school, well, I broke my leg playing baseball, so I missed my seventh grade year of football. I guess that kind of, no, my eighth grade year, right before high school, so that kind of freaked me out. But I went to a training camp, I came into high school, I didn't miss a beat. I thought I would miss a beat, but I didn't miss a beat. And, but uh, my junior year going into high school, My sophomore year, I had just played up varsity for playoffs. Scout team, they called up a select group of guys. I was playing corner all year, and they called me up as a running back. Okay. I came up. I did my thing. We just went to state the previous year going against the all-state defense, and I was getting yards on these guys. Anyway, that isn't the setback point. The setback is I trained all offseason, came back as a junior, show I had this starting spot locked up in my head, and... Man, I guess the coach wanted a bigger running back. I I was doing better in all the sprints, all the drills, all the, man. But uh, I had one little ankle injury, and I missed a little bit of time because of that. And I just got labeled injury prone. But I mean, I'm the 5'5", 160-pound dude, you know what I'm saying, playing football. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, I'm already getting a stereotype. So the last thing I need is an injury because they're already looking at me like this dude ain't going to be able to make it. So anyway, fast forward, that was that was my biggest player setback um, outside of the concussion, obviously. And then as a coach, I thought I was going to get paid work study. I didn't get paid work study and I was just a little too anxious to get paid. So I stopped coaching with my college um I ended up coaching for high school a little bit. I got paid, but how much time I got in, put in that paid in equal what I was putting in. Um, The biggest thing as a starting coach is patience. It's going to be years and years and years till you paid what you're worth. I'm still far, far, far paid from what I'm worth, and most of my coaches would agree with that. And even getting into the college game, you're going to have to take not livable stipends to do what you love to do. So it's can you endure the terrible years of not getting enough to live so you can get to the point that you can make millions like Nick Saban? You know if you're trusting yourself that much, and you know that's always the biggest thing. Are you willing to invest in yourself? So I'm, pl- I think I'll get into college football one day. You know we'll we'll see where the cards turn. Um, I have a bunch of ideas with football, but I'm sure y'all will hear about that more as we talk about these in the future. Okay. Things I love, hate, and want to see more of football. Things I love in football. I love the evolution of the cornerback. When I was in high school, corners could still be the guys who were the smaller guys who could tackle or the guys who couldn't catch. They were maybe fast, but they just dropped stuff. But that just isn't true in today's football. You watch the NFL corners are going up and snagging stuff just like receivers are. And really it's those long receiver built corners who are the dopest thing in the world to me. Um, I played corner, in today's scheme, I don't think people look at me as much as a corner. I don't know if I would have played anything on defense. I had a little rush game. Little do y'all know, I probably would have needed to put on a couple more pounds. Maybe I could have been an outside linebacker in a 3-4. But (laughs) that's neither here nor there. I really needed to play running back. Stay small and stay hidden. Um, Things I hate in football. It irks my whole soul. And I guess I need to add context to this thought. A lot of running backs, they have two... Thoughts of mind when trying to beat a defender They run literally straight forward into the defender and just try to truck him and go over him or they run away But there is huge logic in both of them Let's start with just running right through the guy Let's start with the logic of the NFL literally put it in place the same way the defender isn't allowed to drop a shoulder The runner isn't allowed to drop the shoulder, but they didn't know how to enforce that So they let people truck still It's going to be gone in 10 years. I'm glad I got that on live. Trucking people, it's going to be made inefficient or fully illegal. But let me explain why. If you're running over somebody, and this happened my whole career, I would put people on their back. But taller guys, they would wrap their arms around me and just take me down. So they would be on their back. But they were the last person I had to beat. And instead of getting a touchdown, now I'm down. And we have to get up and go through another drive. So... Even with a smaller guy, you would think, okay, well, a bigger guy can wrap around you, but a smaller guy, he can't. A smaller guy, you're not going to be able to get your arms around the outside, but if a big guy's coming in, you can get your arms underneath. And here's the thing. At that point, he could just smush you. I'm not encouraging just getting smushed, but it's a little bit of a wrestling technique. If it's not a full wrestling technique, I feel like it's a wrestling technique. You could get shoot underneath the guy because you're not going to be able to get his hips because he's leaning forward. His hips are back. So you can shoot your arms underneath the guy and just turn him to whichever side he's favoring. So just shoot, grab, turn. He won't he shouldn't be able to get any more than one forward yard if you tug him to the ground. Cause his momentum's always going already going forward. So you grab the front underneath part of his body and apply your weight and twist him if any impact you get is going to be minimal and he's going to get put on the ground but anyway so that's that's my issue with people just going with the straight truck is that you literally give your body to the defender to be tackled if you run away from the defender he has a perfect angle at your hip and a lot of guys if your plan isn't a truck you're just saying i'm just going to run away from you and now he has a perfect angle at your hip and last second you might try to stiff arm him out the way but if he has longer arms than you or he's just stronger and can get your arm out the way you're done anyway the more so you're thinking that's what people do how how would you better do it so the defender is in front of you or to the side of i think it's even better if he's to the side of you because this is going to make him panic more so you're running, whichever way you're running, you spot the defender whose tackle you wanna break, you run right at him, look him dead in his eyes, like dead in his eyes, you run right at him. And then right before the point of contact, when the defender's about to wrap you up, hey, we got Aiden turned in, ooh Aiden, you missing great information right now. Anyway, you literally staring the defender down, running right at him, right at the point of contact when he's just getting to the point where he can get your, his arms around you, you're going to either, if you're in open field, you have more space. Let me back it up. I'm trying to run before I even walk, y'all. So if the ball is in your right hand, if he's coming to your inside hip, it's real easy to look at him and then last second, come outside. He's already going to be frozen because you're running right towards him. If an offensive player is running towards you, You're either going to be flat-footed, like he's running right to me. I think he's going to truck me. Or you're going to drop uncontrollably, like he's about to hit me. I need to hit him. So either way, he's going to be out of control, in which case making a quick move last second will be easy. Or he's flat-footed, meaning making a quick move last second will be easy. So if he is more on your inside hip, then, man, run right at him. Just a little head fake, come outside, either rip move or stiff arm, and just get him off and keep running. Or if he's coming more ball side, you're attacking a defender on this arm. The ball's in your right hand. Just a quick little spin move. Like, just run at him, and then when you decide to, last minute, attack his outside shoulder. So if he's coming for this one, you would attack his... His left shoulder yep and if you're going this way you're attacking his upfield shoulder his upfield shoulder that's the simplest way to explain it and then you would just spin off it anyway it makes so much more sense to physically go at the linebacker because or whichever defender it is because he's gonna freeze or he's gonna come in uncontrolled and that's my biggest thing that I hate seeing in football because if you just truck forward, you're going to slow yourself down. You're giving your body up to get tackled. And if you're running away, you're giving them a perfect angle. Versus if you go right at them, then make a move. They don't know what's happening until it's too late. And most people haven't practiced that. Oh, Devin Kane what's good. I ain't seen you in a minute, my G. Anyway, I hope you enjoy um, what we talking about. And what I want to see more in football. Ooh, I've been excited for this. I want to see more personal personalization of offenses and i'd even say of defenses into the scheme so a lot of coaches haven't made up in their mind we run a wing t we run a spread offense we run a fill in the blank here and they don't have the athletes to actually execute that so they really have more of a heavy set team and they're forcing running backs to be receivers because they're a spread team in their mind or they are a power. I team and they really have receivers, but they're convinced now nah, we about to only have two receivers and a tight end and have a little dude as a tight end and you just don't have the personnel for it. Anyway, what I want to see more of is coaches not being so stuck on we run this type of offense. We need to fit circles and square holes and just saying, all right, we have a lot of big backs who serve as fullbacks. And we have a lot of receivers. Man, so in what type of receivers are there more slots? Are they more outsides? Just play to your strengths. That's the biggest thing. You could come up with all types of formations that football has never seen just because you're being true to your personnel. You're saying our best guy is a dude who has a wingback build, two deep threats, a slot back, and a fullback. You have one wingback, a fullback, a slot back, and two deep threats. Like, that's just. I guess the fullback there would look more like a running back. But anyway, that's just such a weird, funky formation. But it's true to you, and you have your best players on the field for saying, well, we're more of a spread and a guy who's really a tight end build never gets a chance to play tight end, and you're forcing him to play receiver. Anyway, that's what I'd like to see more of in football. Audience questions. Okay, shout out, shout out, shout out. When are you college? so to take. Ooh, this is a long question. Okay, no, nah, it's not that long. When are you college? Also, I want to know how long it takes for you to come out of college and get coaching at high school. I started coaching high school literally when I was in college, so that process takes no time. The fact that you've already played college ball that's gonna help you so much over getting into high school. Um, even if you played high school ball, like a lot of coaches, they don't have that much legitimacy but the fact that you play college ball that's already going to be a good strike for real my first high school job i showed up in a suit and with my resume and it showed up to the dudes you know desk at like six seven a.m whatever it was and pretty instantly i was hired you know what i'm saying but they were understaffed if you're at a big popping school who's already machining their churning Maybe that's a little bit more difficult, but all the places I've ever been in have been in the hood. And they've been bad programs. So there is always a need for coaching. Um, Will they have a stipend available? I can't tell you that, but the job I got this year, I came on just feeling in my heart that I should be with the program. And he said, I don't really got a stipend for you. I was like, I just love football. I, I just want to be involved. And people ended up quitting. Things happened. Whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop. I ended up getting a stipend. So the best stipend I ever get, actually. So, yeah. Um, to start coaching, man. Yeah, just just dive in. You already got the football experience. That's all you need coaches especially high school coaches are so often understaffed um yeah just just stick your foot in the water someone will definitely be willing to hire you and what's the process Ooh, the process for being a coach um it's interesting um i mean i already spoke a little on the hiring process it's been pretty oh you're hired pretty on all my jobs Literally on all my jobs. Um, I haven't got into the place of collegiately. I've applied for a couple graduate assistantships. That's where they pay for your grad school so you can be a coach. Um, but I didn't get accepted to any of those, surprisingly. Um, but I've heard coaches who did get them apply to hundreds. So, you know, that's probably just a thing of I just need to be more persistent. I probably applied to 20 or something. That just, again apply to hundreds. Um, A question I had from earlier, what current projects am I working on? I have a very good grasp on this breaking tackle concept, but I definitely just wanna cement it and take it to the next level. I think that is the biggest Opening in football right now. I really hope that people catch on to this because you can. I've seen so many great design plays get athletes an open field only for them to tiptoe out of bounds, only for them to not be able to make the tackle, only for them to run away from the one on one to go inside to where all the wash was and then they got tackled. If they just knew how to attack a defender, break that tackle, and get upfield efficiently. It would change the game of football. It would make every coach's offense run that much better. And as much as we've seen points in football go up, we're going to see it scour. Coaches across the world teach tackling. Not all of them teach it correctly. That's probably another irk. I, the shoulder tackle is fundamentally flawed. You need to tackle with your chest. But I'm not sure if we can get there today. But yeah, that that's probably the... The biggest project I'm working on right now. Is probably tackling and breaking tackles. But um. Tackling. I already know what that looks like. Breaking tackles. I'm still kind of perfecting. Um. Cool. And we are wrapping up. The last question I had. Again this would be interview style in the future. You know I want to have a great coach. Pick his mind. See stuff from perspectives that I've never seen stuff. And it's. What advice would you have to your younger self? Me, I was out working local competition, but I'm from Illinois. Illinois isn't a football state. If I wanted to be going pro, I needed to be obliterating all the local competition, and I was outperforming them, but it needed to be night and day, there's no question, this, that guy. As much as I was outperforming the competition coming into my junior year season, I needed to be obliterating them. My size disadvantage, if you're bigger than people, you're going to get bigger chances. Me, myself, I'm small, I needed to be head over heels. I needed to surround myself playing all the best talent my whole life. That is something that All people should do. If you want to be a good musician, you need to be around the best musician. If you want to be a good hooper, you need to be around the best hooper. If you want to be an academic, you need to be around the smartest people you can find. Me, for football, I should have just been around better competition. There are more seven on seven leagues and camps and stuff like that now. I went to my first camp at the end of my junior year, but I should have been on that way sooner. And trust. Don't don't buy into the hype of what works for other people. What works for other people might work for other people because they're other people. You aren't other people. You're yourself. There's a lot of techniques now that I would do, even with this breaking tackle stuff. There's stuff that a shorter person I would recommend do versus a taller person. But even for taller people, I've seen a six-foot guy who is six one probably, taller than most people, and a six three dude. But the six one guy actually preferred the rip, which is a move that I would really suggest for shorter guys. And the six three guy, he really preferred I was teaching it to him as a stiff arm, but it really became like a skywalker move. Like I juke in, I come over top, and your arm I'm not pushing it away, but I'm pulling it away as you go into that Heisman. Moral of the story, know yourself. Um I should have just done an assessment. You're not always gonna look like your parents, but I should have known, man, my mom's 4'11", my dad's 5'3", I'm probably not gonna be tall. Like, (laughs) all the men in my family are stocky, I can probably grow that way, I need to hit the weight room and eat as much as possible, but I'm not gonna be six foot. And understanding that and playing to my strengths. Well, Tall people have longer reach. Tall people can maybe hit a higher top speed. Short people, what's our advantage? Balance. Quickness. Lateral movement. So I shouldn't have been focusing on I need to be the strongest. I could have been wider or the fastest or jump up and get all these jump balls over people. And I did have hops, but I spent way too much time working on that versus my lateral movement. I had good balance naturally, but had great balance, had world-changing balance. My depth, let me use that to my advantage. Really, as in football, I teach my running backs, if they don't have your hips, they don't have you. For defenders to have to come down and try to wrap up my waist, because anything you grab high, I'm going to get you off of me. That would have been such a game changer. I could have used my leverage against people where my height was my disadvantage, that would have made my height my advantage. Because now you have to... It's like trying to chase a short little energetic puppy. They're running in between your legs. They, It's hard. But for me, myself, that's what it would have been. Know yourself. Know what your body can and can't do. Which comes with maturity, I understand. But there are generalizations. And... Yeah. Make a workout, make a regimen, make a routine that's different than the team routine that's specifically for you. So anyway, you guys probably learned a lot about my football career, my coaching career. I could literally talk 24-7 about this topic. I told y'all I was going to have y'all done before Monday Night Football though, 725, perfect timing. In the future, trying to get some guests on this, I found out with Facebook Live, I can split screen, some broadcast someone in, so I don't even have to, oh, what's good, Taiwan? So I don't even have to have someone physically here, I can, across the internet, get somebody. So if somebody ever wants to talk football, ever wants to get interviewed, just has a passion, let me know, I think it would be a great time. And yeah, love y'all, this was a fun little session. Anyway, cool. Enjoy our Monday nights. Enjoy Monday night football. I don't even know who's playing today. But anyway, I'm gonna catch y'all next week. See you Facebook.